0: Listening to 100 Words or Less with Ray Harkins. What's up, humans? Thank you for listening to this podcast about independent music and the people that create it and document it and play it and are just straight up passionate about this thing, whether it's punk or hardcore, indie rock or pop punk, whatever genre bifurcation you're talking about, that's what we do here. So thank you for joining us on another week of uh, travails and conversations with people like that. And this week is awesome because I have Jeff Codhill from Game Face. And for those of you that did not grow up, maybe in the SoCal late 90s, early 2000s scene, you probably maybe didn't see Game Face, but they loomed large in my life. I saw them plenty of times, Love the band. Jeff has been a prolific musician, not only within Game Face, but he also released an incredible record called March, which uh, I punish him about. He actually put up that stuff on his own Bandcamp, which you will be able to easily find if you Google his name and type in the words Bandcamp. You are a very smart individual. I can assure you, you'll be able to find that. But, uh, March was an incredible EP, EP or actually LP he put out in the nineties and, uh, he's been doing his own solo stuff for a while. But, um, yeah, a very important part in the, uh, you know, punk and hardcore scene here in Orange County. And then, you know, Game Face all, did a lot of traveling alongside uh far side and a lot of touring. And then they definitely did a lot of stuff over in Europe as well. But yeah, Jeff is uh, a guy that I've wanted to pick his brain for a while. And then we got hooked up via my friend Casey over at iodine records, Shout out to Iodine Records, but um, yeah, we did this conversation. It was great. I really uh, appreciated his time. But let's talk about some things, some favors you can pull for this very podcast. One of them being, if you're listening to this on Spotify, you can toss some star ratings on there. It helps out the algorithm It makes this show look important, etc., etc. Or if you're like, yo, screw Spotify for many obvious reasons that exist currently and will probably exist many years in the future, Uh, you use other platforms. Maybe you use Apple Podcasts. You can also throw some stars there. You can also write a kind review if you do so like. That will take less than two minutes. It's all free. I'm not asking you for any money on this stuff. That's just a a nice service you can uh, provide to this particular podcast. And, um, yeah, you should also listen to the Oath Podcast. I executive produced this thing, which means it's just a fancy word of me saying that I worked really hard in this thing, but you can find it on any podcast player. It's called Under Oath Deep Dive, and you will uh, hopefully enjoy it. I'm going to publish a uh, kind of a, I don't know, the starting episode of this particular series later on in this uh, week for uh, you all to check out, and then hopefully you'll find some interest there and you'll go over to the podcast. But anyways, let's talk about Jeff. Let's talk about Game Face. First of all, they're going on the road later on this month in February. With Field Day, which is Dag Nasty, and Free Will, shout out to Mike Hartsfield and his uh, his old new age band. Well, not old, because they're new, because they just released some new music, but you get the point. They're playing some shows here around the SoCal area, and uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. So uh, if you are in that area, you can find them at, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Game Face Rock on Instagram, and you'll be able to see those dates. But um, yeah. Had a great discussion with Jeff. Like I said, Gameface Face is a great band. If you have never listened to them, go dive into their records. They've put out uh, a lot of stuff, um, you know, on Doghouse and Revelation um, and on Dr. Strange records. Uh, 3D Get Ready is uh, a really, really good record. Um, so yeah, just check out all their stuff. And JF, 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 like all of a sudden I got a accent. I'm sorry, I'm just I'm very overly caffeinated right now, but here's Jeff from Game Face, and I will talk to you of course after the episode is over.
1: But what can I do all filled up with o
0: Game Gameface, uh, you know, at large was uh, kind of inescapable if you lived in uh, Southern California, you know, within the punk and hardcore scene. And, you know, you yourself, I know, not only with the band, but uh, as a person have always traveled in and out of, you know, both the punk and hardcore scene and all your friendships in there. Um w- and I know a lot of the function that it served when Game Face first started to play was the fact that, well, these are my friends. Of course, we're going to play with, you know, all of these bands because, you know, we don't know anybody else. Yeah. yeah. Did you, um, I guess, enjoy being able to kind of dip in and out of uh, both of those scenes, so to speak? Or was it one of those things where, oh, yeah, we're Game Face is always kind of the the weird band out because we're not a, you know, positive hardcore band or whatever?
1: Yeah. We, I mean, that was like really the story and it always has been, the story of our existence. We, you know, we didn't fit into any one scene, but we kind of also fit into everything. Um, I mean, I loved, I I kind of took pride in in that, that we weren't, you know, doing the exact same thing that a lot of our friends bands were doing, but also you, you do kind of feel, you get to feel alone, you know, sometimes when there's shows or communities that are like strictly, you know, hardcore or straight edge or or or, 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 even, you know, even like the pop punk side of stuff, we would never really felt like we really belong there either. So looking now, you know, many, many years out, looking back on it, I'm, I'm kind of proud of it, but there was, yeah, it, it was, you know, we did feel alone. We did feel a little bit slighted here and there. I mean, there's always, there's, you know, we, there's always chatter. Um, you know, we, we, got used to that, you know, being not punk enough for the punk shows and not pop enough for the, the, you know, the, the garage pop shows or, or, or the, whatever we were doing, we would never quite had it exactly right. And now I feel like that's kind of a badge of honor. But right. but yeah, it, it was tough. It was tough at times.
0: Sure, and I'm sure of that because I know that you, prior to Game Face existing, I know that you were you know playing in hardcore bands and you know trying to kind of do that. Uh, was that was that also kind of just you know fun to obviously mess around with your friends and th- that 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 type of you know unserious band as it were.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we we were just I would just. Just we were just kind of screwing around um we really didn't find our like equals until we met the other like till Todd and I met Paul and Bob were the you know the other other half of of game face and they had a similar experience you know where they where they lived and uh so it, it, it we, we you know we it was kind of the the two pairs of of misfits um finding each other.
0: Right. No, that, that's really cool, <laughs> especially when you're talking about the, at that time period where people just gravitated towards one another because you like, don't like music that everybody else does, you know, where it's like, I don't, I yeah. don't care what it is, whether it's, you know, goth, new wave, punk, like, it's like, are you, are you into weirdo stuff? Okay, let's play together. Let's figure totally. it out. Yeah. 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 Um. So I know you as a person were, you know, born and raised and bounced around all of Orange County. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I myself uh, am also a Orange County resident and definitely, you know, love the area. And I know for people like us, like we just always get pulled back here, even amidst all the travels and everything. What kind of keeps you connected to, you know, Orange County in large?
1: I, well, I, I mean, I, um, I still have a parent that lives there, but I, I've been creeping my way out for for decades now, I'm, I'm 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 up in Culver City, up in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I and 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 I went. From, we went from Long Beach to Redondo Beach to so I'm sort of getting further up. I and mean, I think by the time I hit, you know, re- retirement, we'll be up in, up at, you know Northern California or maybe even Oregon. We're just going to keep keep on moving north. But yeah, I I mean, Orange County was a nice place to be young. But the more that I grow and the more that things change in my, in my life, I'm, I'm kind of glad to be out from behind the, the orange curtains, as, as they say.
0: Right. <laughs> the Yeah, I guess, rather than specifically Orange County, but just the uh, more appropriately entitled as Southern California, because I think that people, especially who have never traveled here, that mm-hmm. just kind of see the, you know, the 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 films and television shows that are all existing in here it's like such an idyllic thing and then you come here and it's like oh yeah there's you know there's there's positives and negatives about it just like everywhere else right right yep (sighs) so your uh your family structure uh brothers and sisters correct i have a sister okay got it and older or younger uh younger and I, i have an older half sister okay got it so you were the uh first one on the scene the trailblazer as it were yes with you, you know, having the experience of, you know, getting plugged into kind of the different uh, scenes, as it were, you know, I know a jumping off point for you was definitely getting into the the Descendants. And I know it's such a pivotal band for many. Uh, as you started to kind of peel away layers after that band, um, what kind of drew you into, you know, independent music and punk and hardcore? Was it, you know, the energy, the imagery? Was it kind of a collection of everything? when i i guess well it was probably like
1: mid 80s um i was in junior high and i was really i was metal was my thing i thought that it couldn't get any cooler than than you know black sabbath and iron maiden and judas priest and and, and all that but there was a kid in my and i didn't really know him all that well but he had a walkman and we were just kind of trading walkman um and he was like, hey, check this out. You know, this is something you might like. I know you like, you know, metal and ag- aggressive music, but check this out. And it was a mixtape with like uh, Descendants and Aggression and uh, Shattered Faith, Adolescence, Social Distortion, like you name it. It was like, and it was mostly like West Coast stuff. And my mind was just blown when I, um, and I didn't, you know, at the time I didn't, didn't know, didn't know who the bands were or whatever, but I was like, whatever this is, I want to know more about this. And as I began to, you know, listen, listen more and sort of seek out the records at the record store, the fact that all these guys, although they still felt pretty dangerous to me, the fact that they looked and looked like regular dudes and they were talking about things that I could relate to. It wasn't like, um, uh, you know, elves and swords and 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 you know, owls and <laughs> or, or whatever yeah. you know was going on with my you know my in my like heavy metal, uh, armored Saint Saxon leather wolf world. It was stuff that I could really relate to, and that's what really drew me in. It was like I I could see um myself. I could see, you know and 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 you know and then also about a year into my sort of discovery with this, my first show I saw, it was seven seconds in verbal assault. And after seeing them play, especially seven seconds, that's when I, I, I really was like, I can, I can do this. I could, I can, I could, I kind of saw it all. Like I, I could visualize that that was my, that was my entry point to actually doing it. Like, you know, being a, a guy who, you know, put together a band and, and put out records and went on the road and did all these things. Like that was really the 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 tipping point for me.
0: Sure, I, I do like the articulation of the the tangibility. You know, when you either see a band that you know, like you said, seems like normal humans and it doesn't have a lot of artifice placed on top of it. It's just like, oh yeah, like you know, shorts and t shirts people yeah. were playing guitar. It's like, yeah. like, this makes a lot more sense than, you know, the theatrical stuff that can sometimes feel like, how the hell do I get there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it yeah. It's, it, it, it really, it seemed, it seemed to me like yeah, music only existed on this very rare island, you know, and you had to be, you know, only, only rock stars were playing music that I liked. Yeah. And, but this was, was, was different. And, 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 and then from, you know, from, all the you know the, the the sort of West Coast punk broke into you know as as we know many many subgenres in there and then all of, all the really local stuff like Big Drill Car and Electric Kool Aid and Sam I Am and Jawbreaker and, and bands like that and then um, at the same time I was discovering all kinds of indie rock stuff that I loved and you know uh, REM you know end up being sort of like my one of my all time favorite. Favorite groups. And so, um, anyway, there, yeah, it, it it really, when I found out that there was cool music that I could actually relate to that wasn't, you know, outside of my heavy metal world in 1985, 86, that's when it, the world sort of opened up to
0: me. Right. And I know, kind of attached to that as well, I know you were into skating, and that's definitely a very good entry point to a lot of different you know, bands oh, yeah. and styles of music as well. Yeah. What, um, you know, what sort of kid did you kind of find yourself being like once you started to, you know, go into junior high and high school and stuff like that, you know, would you classify yourself as, you know, outgoing? Were you, you know, into sports? Were you an indoor kid? Where were you finding yourself?
1: I, I, I definitely, I was like a, I, I was an art kid that also played sports i i i did you know throughout high school up until my i think yeah up until my senior year i still i did i played sports um but i uh i was always you know very artistic i didn't really relate to the jocks but i tried to run kind of in between where i could could hang out with with them I was way more interested in the, the sort of like the arty kids and stuff, but I, um, you know, being on the uh, either on the soccer team or the football team, it it, it, it wasn't it wasn't as easy to sort of jump, jump uh clicks back then. But I really do feel like I, I tried my best to run in between those two groups, and I didn't like the idea of everything being so. You, you know if you're either you're either a jock or you're a stoner or you're this or that um i tried to to not be you know as much as hard as i could to try to you know resist just being that one one-dimensional high school archetype
0: sure and i think that it, it is fun too when you are able to play around in those worlds and then have the people that are you know whatever if you're going to build an archetype like you were saying it's like your you know quote-unquote jock friends are just like wait what do you do in the weekends jeff like yeah yeah you jump around in sweaty rooms like what? yeah yeah i do yeah i remember
1: like a few my friends like from the football team went to see us just practice on the weekend and they were just like what the fuck
0: are you (laughs) (laughs) totally right and then you're like well i mean if i obviously most people know what football is but like you know if i took to You know my my hardcore friends to a football practice. They'd be like, "This looks stupid. What are are you doing this for? (laughs) Why?" Yeah, (laughs) totally. Yeah, what do you what do what do you mean? You run up and down the bleachers. That sounds terrible. (laughs) Totally. Um, Attached to that, did you? uh, I guess care about school. You know, did you get solid grades or did you get you know good grades enough that your parents kind of left you alone?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I definitely solid enough. You know, I wasn't on the. You know the, the, the. you know I, I definitely by the time the end of high school came I, I kind of I, a lot of my friends were you know looking at colleges and I knew that that wasn't going to be my my jam um you know I did fine in school I really I feel, I feel like I got by on charm a lot but I you know my grades were fine right. but I I knew or I at the time I thought I'm gonna we're gonna get in the van and this is what we're gonna do for the you know at least for the foreseeable future we're gonna we're gonna explore the explore the country and just go to junior college for a while, and that's what, that's what I did. And I really feel like I got a better education out of um, traveling the country uh, and and the world as it as it turned out um, than than any sort of college career. And I'm not telling my my daughter that,
0: right? Of course but, not. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> because uh, she's she'll, she'll she, find that out on her own, dude. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and so um as you started to you know bring these things that were probably pretty foreign to your parents as far as you know going to shows and playing in bands and stuff like that were they generally supportive or were they concerned about the road that their uh, son jeff was going down
1: <laughs> yeah they 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 didn't they didn't get it they were kind of freaked out i mean even you know early you know like sort of midway through high school me and my friends we would we see shows at Fenders and Fenders is right. I mean, I don't know if you went to shows there, but it was a pretty rough, rough place. And um, I would come home like just soaking wet from either sweat or from being hosed down by, by the, 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 uh, the bar or anyway, they did not, whatever they knew about this world, they did not like it. They didn't, they definitely didn't understand the the music. They didn't, think or or didn't have a any reference point to know if if we were any good anyway and just sort of trusted that you know this is fulfilling me in some way they were cool they weren't like you," you know they weren't they never they never said this is a terrible idea and we don't want you to do this but i i i definitely get the impression that they did not get it until long long after it ended up being like a thing that i could actually show them oh yeah like I, you know, I went to all these countries, and my, my band played, and my my band's records are in the, the store. And actually, the, my mom has told me this story a few times. The, I think the the validating moment, and this came like a really long after. This is like we're we're already on revelation, and and you know, we our records are in stores, and we're kind of kind of a real band. But she was in like a Nordstrom. And they play music videos at the Nordstrom Rack or the whatever, like the hip, hipster. North, this is like in the late 90s. Yep. But um, so the video for My Star came on and it's like on this huge screen in the thing. And she's like, I know that. That's, you know, and then she had t- to tell everyone in the store, that's my son. And so that was, and she told me that she said that she was you know, unannounced. Uh, you know, and, and it just just happened to her, and then I think that's when it sort of clicked. Like, oh yeah, this is actually this is real. This is a, a, a. I mean, no one's getting rich off of it, but it's certainly a validating artistic endeavor. And she was like, okay, I, I I get it. This is this is pretty cool.
0: Hey there, fine humans. You need to put clothing on your body, and that clothing should be of a band shirt variety because I am extremely passionate. About band shirts and the place that you should buy them, and not even just shirts—we're talking hoodies, we're talking everything—is at Rockabilia.com and use this code one hundred words or less. That's the number one zero zero words or less that gets you ten percent off your entire order, and you will thank me because you will find so many amazing things for you to put on your body, for you to put on your friends' bodies, all of those places. Because band merch is the life's blood of this music industry. And what makes Rockabilia special? They're independently owned and operated. All of this stuff is officially licensed, which means the bands get paid. That's incredibly important because in this day of the bootleg community, that is not what Rockabilia traffic's in. Bands get paid. Everybody wins in this scenario. And it's all shipped from the Midwest to you lickety-split. Go to rockabilly.com, Have fun. Search all over the website, high and low, for your favorite band merch, for your favorite band merch for your brother or sister or mother or father or grandfather. I don't care who it is. You'll be able to find something rockabilly.com 100 words or less is the promo code 10 percent off and have fun buying all of the band merch honestly it was funny i was going to interrupt you and say that uh, the most validating moment was like maybe when you got a, a write-up in the oc register or something like that because oh. like there's nothing more real than i mean i really like your example but just like when the world that you know parents exist in when our world like clashes into it in some way shape or form even yeah. though like you said you know getting your video played in Nordstrom like right. yeah that's a cool thing but like right. like you said this is not you know oh my gosh we got some new fans because it's like no <laughs> you don't you don't know that yeah that's incredible yeah. though yeah that's
1: good it's, it's, yeah for for, for 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 boomers to to see that, like oh you're in the newspaper <laughs> that, that that must mean that you're that you're uh, you're legitimate doing right stuff. yeah
0: absolutely for sure <laughs> Uh, and, and so I, I attached to that as well, the kind of life path, like you were saying, you know, once you got subsumed by music and wanted to play in bands and, you know, kind of do that whole thing, was there, um, I know, like clearly you have carved your uh, path out from a design perspective and have done uh, so much work, you know, for a lot of different things across the years. Was yeah. design kind of part of your interest at that point as well, where it's like, oh, maybe I can do this as a quote unquote career, whatever that Yeah. yeah
1: I, I I really. I mean, I, I looking back, I didn't, I didn't have like a plan exactly of how this was going to work out, and it worked out pretty, pretty nicely. It, um, um, been, you know, I'll be definitely first to 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 point out how fortunate I've been, but yeah, all, all along, like my, I knew I, I never really had stars in my eyes about being a like a career musician. I just, I didn't, I just didn't feel like, I mean, I uh, honestly, I, I just, especially as far as game face was concerned, I just didn't think that
0: it was gonna, not even possible. Right. Totally. Yeah.
1: It, 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 that wasn't going to happen for us. I wanted to keep music in my life no matter what, no matter how, but, um, and, but the, yeah, there were a few years where it was like, all I want to do is the band. I know this isn't going to last, but, but we're going to do it. But then, you know, you get, you know, you start, you could come to a, crossroads where you you know you have a family you're getting, you know there's there's all these th- decisions to make and I knew that I always knew that, that yeah like the, the graphic design and the or whatever some sort of career in advertising whatever that was going to be my 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 real path and that's why what I, what I the, the, the the college that I did go to that's what it was for and um but I le- I, I mean I really owe a lot to the the record labels that I was on and worked for, you know, on and off throughout the, throughout all of the nineties, just like, kind of like learning how to do it. Um, And so, yeah, for, for a while, everything was all sort of together. It was like, I I worked at revelation. We were on, on the, the, on the label, or I worked for, you know, some other record, you know, I worked for lots of other little labels, just kind of scraping together work. But all that sort of led me to an actual career in graphic design, Um, you know, working for the movie industry, which is pays a lot better than than indie rock.
0: Yes, yes, um, they actually have budgets, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, I I, I did always know that that would be that's really my path. But to keep, but you know, I did you know, and I do whatever I can to keep music some sort of, you know, musical project or, or, you know, in, in, in my, in my life at all times, cause that's my, I mean, as creative as, as being a graphic designer is um, it, nothing is, is creative as, as you know, writing and recording, you know, your, your music. So that, that, for me, that's, that's, that's my, my, that's my creative outlet, even though my, my nine to five is, can be classified as a creative job.
0: Yeah, sure. No, I totally get that. That's cool because, and I always really loved the hustle of when people had interests that also helped out their bands. <clears throat> whether it was, you know, the person that is the de facto manager in booking shows, and then the design person, like yeah. when you kind of like voltron it together, it's like, oh, the band works a little bit better if someone can oh, yeah. also <laughs> do yeah, something more.
1: It, definitely, you. You. It's. It's good to have at least one of those guys. In, in your band. I, I mean, I've definitely always been the, the art guy. I I was the sort of hustle guy for a while. Um, but thank God for Steve, our Game Face drummer, who w- once he joined the band, he kind of took over as far as the uh, booking guy and, you know, the, the sort of the planning dude. And I, I got a chance to, to not have to worry about that. Although I, I, I still, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a hands-on kind of, kind of person, but, uh, but yeah, if you can get, at least one of those guys in your band, it it, 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 helps a lot, you
0: know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, as you started to, you know, get out there with game faces, you know, as far as like playing shows and starting to, uh, you know, work with Dr. Strange and, um, I mean, I know your first seven inch was on uh, nemesis. Yeah. you um, you know, how did you kind of take to being up there, you know, singing and playing guitar and stuff like that? Cause I know that that can sometimes be a, um, you know a a difficult transition for some people to be like wait i got to like talk to people in between songs and stuff like that or you know how yeah. how did that how did that go for you as you were you know kind of getting out there
1: yeah i was i, I was never i was still not, not great at the chit chat in between the songs but for, yeah for me I, I just i do feel um and i mean yeah and, and ask me to get up and talk and like you know or, or you know give a speech or something i'd sooner die right but having your 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 bros you know having your band with you um that that had always like you know helped me you know kind of get over any sort of weirdness that that you know would would come with that but yeah i mean and now we've we've been you know we've been doing it enough or i've been doing it enough as long as i've got a, my my band with me i I, I don't you know I, I feel i feel great you know i i actually it's been years I, I, I miss doing anything like that, um, you know, get, getting on a stage and, and, and playing loud, loud music. But uh, but yeah, it, it, early on, it, it was it was weird. But it, but it was it, but it, the scene was so young and, and, and we were all you know, we were all so we're just as as uh, green as as the next. Like it was just sort of, you know, we all kind of helped each other you know, uh, just do this stuff, be, be expressive. And, 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 and yeah, it wasn't really about like performing. It was, it was just, it was, it was a community and not, you know, not, I'm not like performing for you, but I'm interacting with you.
0: That's a good way of putting it. Cause I, I, I especially too, where, the, I mean, there has to be some level of confidence getting up in front of any group of people to be like, Hey, watch me for 30 minutes as I yeah. you know, yell at you terribly or whatever. <laughs> but, but just the, just that idea of, like you said, it's the, the, the way that you interact where it's like, Oh, like, Oh, you could, you person in the crowd could do this as well. I just decided to do it maybe earlier than you did. And I think that's, you know, that's what is kind of the level playing field that you can feel comfortable getting up there and doing your thing. Yeah. 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 Um. I know that uh, you know when you were uh, when especially when you know Game Face was kind of getting their start. Um, I know that many of your friends, you know, Orange County Straight Edge Hardcore kids. Did you ever? Did you actually ever you know claim Edge yourself? Were you a part of the Straight Edge team from that perspective, or was that just something that you kind of traveled around in?
1: Yeah, I, I never X'd up or anything. I mean, I just it wasn't. I mean, although you know, I was fairly. Fairly straight edge, as as I didn't drink or do drugs or anything like that. I just, um, and that, it, it wasn't really that that those rule those rules weren't sure. really for me. But uh, but I, I I I mean I think I mean if, n- certainly nothing against growing up like that, and I think it's kind of a you know g- g- uh, pretty great way to be. But yeah, but I, I I never felt like super compelled to claim to claim that.
0: Yeah, I, I, only reason I ask is not so much to you know be like oh why weren't you ever straight at chef? But it was just like like it it, uh, it is interesting when you know certain scenes just really consume everybody, and it's like you you traveled so deeply in it for you to retain the fact that like oh I'm, I'm just not that label. It's not me. Um, you know that that does take a sort of step in the i am building my own identity um you know route rather than yeah. you just oh, being yeah. like oh, oh yeah like uh, you know because yeah you could obviously have claimed edge and then you know like so many people when they turn 21 they're like yeah this is not really uh, for me anymore <laughs>
1: and, and, yeah and, and being being in the band that i was in like we we it was hard to claim any any sort of you know one identity so we it, right. it didn't make a lot of sense to me
0: yeah sure um i I know with uh with three get ready that was kind of the my first entry point to game face i was aware of you guys but that was the record that kind of took me in and i know that that record was definitely um you know steeped in tragedy as far as the you know your original drummer committing suicide um but then that record was also kind of the impetus that got you guys moving forward more you know quote unquote or air quotes right here, professionally speaking, where, you know, people were recognizing what you were doing and more than just kind of like, oh yeah, they're just that, you know, cute little Orange County band that plays shows occasionally. Yeah. Now it's like, yeah. let's get out there. Did you I guess did you because I know it took you some kind of convincing to kind of continue the band after that. Did you feel, I guess, that momentum after that record started to, you know, impact people in a certain way?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and I feel like we I mean, we were I mean, out of tragedy, we were sort of given this gift to to be vulnerable and to like like i I remember you know really just um you know talking to a a lot of people connecting with a lot of people after that you know after after writing that record and after touring on that record and that really i I kind of felt like we were sort of we found our voice um and I had a lot of real, you know, real raw conversations with a lot of people in those, the years that followed, um, you know, similar, similar things, you know, mental health and, and whatnot. And, uh, but yeah, I do, I feel like that, that it sort of gave us that record and, the, and all that surrounded it, it kind of gave us our direction or, or our, you know, our, the thing that sort of propelled us to continue to do, to do the, you know, to do it for so many years. Um, but yeah, it really, it really kind of guided us. It, like, it, it gave us a, a sort of a, a reason to, to still be, you know, to s- s- still be a band and a reason to, to, you know, create and, and uh, yeah, it's like, I, I mean, I hate to, to, to say it was like a, you know like a great uh, you know a a a promo, like a sort of a pro, you know to be propelled by something so tragic is right. or to profit from it. it is kind of not cool to say but we um i mean i, I feel like that was the, the the best thing that could have happened to us to stay a band to write about it to share our experience and you know um sort of own it. And I think that, yeah, that, real honestly, that, like as people and as a band it's probably the best thing that we c- could have done was to make that record and, and,
0: and keep moving. Sure. Well, and I, I think too, I mean, the, the way that that record, you know, encapsulated not only your experience, but then, you know, memorialized and marked that spot in time that all of you are feeling. I mean, I think that's what ultimately people are drawn to art because of, you know, vulnerability, honesty whatever even if they can't yeah. articulate that and so i think that yeah. while like you said it does feel you know weird and icky to say oh like you know this record was a blessing it's like well it really wasn't i, I wish we didn't have to write that record yeah, yeah. but i i understand where you're coming from and I, honestly i think that is the reason why that that record you know not only stands the test of time where you can listen to it and still be like oh like yeah i, I see where they're coming from and even if you don't pay that close attention to it, you can still hear the earnestness behind it that makes people you know, pay right. attention to it.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. All, all the, all the records are, they're all, you know, autobiographies. Um, but yeah, this, this one, that one, you know, it, that's a, that's a big, a big chapter for us. Like, and, and it really did change our trajectory as just as creative people and and. And yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was an important thing. Like, you know, our record, the album before it was like, you know, look at these knuckleheads just, you know, playing (laughs) these fun pop punk tunes. And then we, then we, we really, it changed us, it changed us for the better. Um, so. um, Yeah,
0: yeah. totally. Totally. It was the, I just like to use this word, but it's like a demarcation line where it's like, Oh yes, this is where game face, you know, grew up and we're adults or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Um and at that like you mentioned prior to that, you know, you were definitely always had a hand in the, you know, art side of things, but with the business side of things like working with record labels and booking shows and stuff like that. I know you said it wasn't your favorite component of it, but um did was that something that you kind of learned by default and just like because you had to do it or was that something that you found a little enjoyment at the beginning but then as it wore on you wanted to kind of step away from that?
1: Yeah, I mean it it, it was it, it was just it, yeah, it was it was part of the deal um and luckily you know the pretty much all of the the uh quote business, you know, uh, relationships we've had with record labels and stuff have been you know very friendly and cool. Um so it, you know, we never had to you know to lawyer up or anything. But, um, so right. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it's always been, you know, just a little, a little above a handshake deal, and and you know, yeah, I and mean, we, I guess we never really got to the point where we needed to. I mean, there, there was a moment where we, we may have, we may had, uh, might have um, crossed over into there, into that, you know, sort of major label land, and but that never, that never thankfully that never really
0: came to fruition <laughs> right right um and i know uh, kind of because of that as well like i mean both you and farside were you know very intrinsically linked because you were friends with each other and played shows together and you know did innumerable things together yeah, yeah. um and also followed kind of that same trajectory of you know working with similar record labels and then never having that you know brush with major labelness. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um was it, um, and I know that there was no, uh, you know, direct competitive nature between you guys and Farside because all you were doing is just playing shows or wasn't like, you know, yeah. struggling for the piece of pie or whatever. Um, no. was, there, um, w- was there ever a notion like as you, you know, started to see bands that you had obviously like played shows with and, you know, um, developed relationships with that you were like, oh, wow, this is insane that, you know, Job breaker, texas is the reason like all these other bands all of a sudden like moving to major labels like was it just one of those things where you're like okay cool for them uh or was there a notion that like oh man that would be cool because then we could do it more seriously
1: yeah it was that was a, a weird time and and it we did you know there was a little bit of like we we toured with, toured with texas and just about every night like there would be you know at least a couple you know a couple guys from uh major labels and taking them out to dinner and putting them up at hotels. And we, we sort of, we, we ended up reaping the benefits of that too. Like that we, we got our, you know, one guy who would follow like followed us around and put us up in hotels and things like that. But yeah, that was a fun ride. Like I, I never really felt like we were competing at all. Um, um, especially, especially back home, you know, with like us in Farside, the only thing I, that I felt competitive with Farside was they because, and I don't know, I think it was, it might've just been because they were just a little bit more connected to the, to that, to that scene, to, to revelation, to the hardcore scene. Mm-hmm. Um, they never got bad mouth for playing college rock um, in, in at like a hardcore show. Oh, okay. uh, but yeah. but 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 Game Face would constantly get the eye roll just for, for for not for not really being you know like you know being punk or being hardcore. But right. I, but uh, Far Side, they somehow they they would get the pass, and I'm like, dude, they have uh, acoustic guitars in their songs, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, but no, but th- that was really the only sort of uh, you know competition or or, or any kind of. You know, weird. It really wasn't weirdness between the bands, but I did. I always noticed that they got treated a little bit differently than we did. Yeah. Um, from, well, they from that scene,
0: right? And honestly, like you putting that in those words, like in just my own experience and thinking back, like there definitely was this this kind of like, and, and this is going to sound totally sophomoric, but just like you know, Game Face is a, a softer band. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, yeah. and, it, and it was like. I mean, I, like, I guess, yes, maybe in the sense of like, you know, like my star is a love song or whatever, and maybe you could take shots at the fact that this was, you know, a little, um, you know, too on the nose or whatever, but it's like, no, like not really. Like, so I I, I see that. I know. I know. And maybe,
1: yeah, maybe there are more girls at our shows and that's, they're probably just jealous.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Take that far side. Um, and like you said you were kind of when you were working you know with the band and being able to do kind of balancing you know the work that you were doing at home with you know revelation and you know doing all of the uh, layouts for a lot of different things yeah um was the uh, you know do you find like throughout your time in the design world especially like you said once you went over to the you know, movie industry, Mm -hmm. uh, do you run into, uh, people that have, you know, a punk and hardcore past, uh, or is it a lot of people that kind of come into it, you know, via different routes?
1: It's, it's, it's few and far between. I have met, met a few. Um, but yeah, like where I'm at now, you know, and I've been there for, for, for 20 years, actually. Um, it's a lot of like, uh, you know, art school kids and, you know, people that just come right, you know, like really come directed towards this is, you know, the, I'm like the career path. Like I have met a few people that not necessarily work they like kind of in the, in the sort of free, the freelance world that do, that still kind of have their toe in the music that, that come from punk and hardcore, but mostly in my, in, you know, like in my real, you know, nine to five world um, it's, it's, it's kind of, the career. Type yeah. Of yeah, moves. yeah. Right. I think I, I was, um, I was recognized one, one time at the, at the office. Um, someone uh, just started, they, they were, they were from Florida and they, 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 came in and they were getting the, you know, walked around the, the office meeting all the, the art directors and, and whatnot. And uh, they, they had a little a minor freak out because I guess that they, they would always go see Game Face play, you know, back in, you know, back in the day uh, in Florida and, and, and and here, and here you are, you're my creative director. (laughs) That that was kind of, that was kind of a nice little uh, ego boost. Yeah. uh, Other than that, I don't, I don't really, there's not a lot of crossover into the, at least, at least in my, in the circles that I'm, that I'm in now.
0: Yeah, sure. Right. (laughs) And I'm sure on the flip side of that, the idea that, you know, when you get to know people you work with and then they start to understand your design trajectory where you're just like, well, yeah, have you seen, you know, the revelation records layouts that I did? And people are like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yep. I would be uh, I I would be mad at myself if I did not bring up the uh, March LP because uh, that thing is flawless. Oh, I right on! Wouldn't. Yeah, I'm uh, yeah.
1: I'm still very very proud of that of that band. As you commercial. should
0: as you should be as you should be, because <laughs> um, I I think it was how I mean prolific you have been not only with Game Face but obviously all your solo stuff and you know just the continual output that you have because you're you're doing it because you obviously want to and you are you know putting it out there uh you know kind of irregardless if anyone is paying attention and i don't mean that in a bad way of course you're just oh like, totally no and, and yeah. that's
1: that's exactly especially now especially now it's, it's that's i mean i feel like every every year um we shave off a few more or you know a few hundred people that are, aren't going to buy this this neck, but <laughs> aren't going to buy the next one sure but um <laughs> But yeah, like, and, and the, the, the March thing, I mean, I was really happy that, um, that Dennis, um, Dennis Remzing, who you know, who, who was doing network sound and, and yeah. a, um, amongst many, many other things, he was so, um, into the project. And cause I, you know, I, I, I did not, I mean, I thought that Game Face didn't really have a place in, in our scene, but this record was like, you know, like, uh, I, I, it was, you know, that was a, a real, this could be a bridge too far. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm thinking, trying to think back, like, yeah, not, not, not many people knew what to think of it. Um, but the ones that, the ones that did, and the ones that connected to it really love it. And I, and that's, and I think that's great, but yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was out there for, especially for our, for our scene. Um, and so, yeah, I'm real fortunate that we had a chance to even, to even do
0: it. Right. You didn't actually play any shows with that, did you? Or did we ever? did. It. We we maybe okay. played like 10, 10 okay. tops. Got it. It was short
1: lived because, um, it was, it was tough to keep all the members kind of on the same page. What, what we wanted to do. I was being really pulled. Like the, the game Face guys did not like it. They didn't like it. They didn't like it. And they didn't like that I was I was doing it, and right. it, I, it, I definitely got a lot of, a lot of shade from some of the members because they thought it was dil- diluting, uh, you know what Game Face was doing. And but looking yeah. back now, I, I I feel like one one thing helps the other. I mean, no matter what you're doing, I think if you're constantly creating, I think that one the 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 other thing helps the other thing, and so. Um, uh, but yeah, but, but, uh, but I, but I do understand at the time they were seeing it as you're cheating on our band right. and and, <laughs> right. and don't, don't do that.
0: Yeah. Knock so, it off. So right. yeah,
1: it, it was definitely short lived. Um, and yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really, yeah, I'm, I'm very stoked that, 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 it, that it exists. I, I found some demos from it. Um. Last year, or I can't remember the time sort of bleeding together, but um, yep. but yeah, like I pretty much put every demo that we had, you know, in the preparation to make that record, it's up on the my Bandcamp page. With, with the album, there's like a bunch of demos and stuff from it. So pretty much everything that the band ever did is, is out there now.
0: Yeah, which that yeah, that's cool to be able to. Yeah, I, I did notice that, and I thought that was a very you know nice book into that where it's like yeah, if you want to sample it and check it out, like here you go. Um, and then if you obviously are a nerd fan like me, where it's just like oh, dude, demos like sweet. <laughs> you know? So yeah, it's cool. it's cool to have that. Well, right on. Well, yeah, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, that's good. I'm that you you are the people that we uh, we <laughs> you're our
0: target market. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. <laughs> enjoy enjoy the free download.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um. The, the last thing I want to hit on was the fact that, um, you know, I mean, obviously you're, you know, family man, uh, you know, have, uh, how many kids do you have? Do you have two? I oh, just, just one, just one. Just daughter. one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good, good man. I have a uh, one child as well. And yeah, one child is the best, but, yeah, um, I, I,
1: it's, it's, it's it's proven to be, to be pretty, pretty sweet. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, and, you know, your your daughter's releasing music and collaborating with you. And it's, uh, you know, not only is it really kind of sweet as an outsider to be like, oh, that's so cool. Like, you know, because clearly there's that tension that exists between children and their parents as yeah. they get to a certain age. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, there has been some of that just by the nature of human beings trying to create their own identities. Definitely, yeah. Um, how did you kind of navigate the world of, you know, sort of like, not only introducing her to music, but then obviously fostering like her own taste and not just being like, Oh, I like these records because like my dad gave me these records and that's kind of like it, you know, like how how did you kind of sort of navigate that as she was, you know, becoming conscious of music?
1: You know? Yeah. Like I think like I, I, I never, or we never really, you know, like pushed anything, but there was just always, you know, obviously always music in the house, in the car, there's musical instruments, in, in the house versus the access was there. And I think that was the the, the main thing is, 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 there was access to creating, but also, you know, listening to stuff like there, you know, I, I do when, you know, when she was, you know, fifth, sixth grade discovering, uh, you know, the stuff that she, she was, you know, into a lot, a lot of like that pop pop punk stuff, like, um, she her her bands that she loved it when she was young, like panic at the disco and oh sure, and you know a, a lot of those i guess third and fourth generation of that 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 stuff yep um and I'm like, well, I mean, if you love my chemical romance and and panic at the disco and all that then you might like Jimmy Eat world and you might like this you know and, I, and I, I sort of slid her all these you know the sort of precursors to a lot, a lot of those groups, and so she kind of got a good, you know, education on 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 that, and you know, and I took her to shows, and she she was like, you know, like she really really loved the yellow card record. I'm like, well, I I know the bass player. If you got, if you want to go, right? And so we you know we did that, but as she grew you know grew up, and we she liked a lot of other types of stuff too, but uh, she really became like, you know, someone has a, someone has a very, uh, sophisticated taste in, in music. And she, even now like showing me, showing me bands that, that, you know, like, Hey, this is a kind of a dad rock thing that you, that you might like, you know? And it's just, so I'm constantly being, you know, given stuff that, you know, that, so we, we, we kind of play back and forth as far as, far as like, you know, exposing each other to, to, uh, to music that we, you know, that we both really, really like. But as far as like the, uh, being creative and, and, and making music of her own, I think it was because she saw that, you know, dad has a job, you know, we have a, we, we have a decent, we make, you know, we have a, we have a decent home. We, yeah. But he also does this other thing that I can do that know we, we can all tell that he's very fulfilled by and i think that, that that sort of modeling that and 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 being like you know you can do the stuff you have to do and then you can do the stuff that you really want to do and you can if, if, if you have an idea you can create it if you have something that you want to make you can make it and i think that the the, the access like showing that there's access to recording a song or you know like putting you know doing any of that type of stuff That I think was important to, you know, to get her to where she is right now. And she, and she's to the point now where she's on a little record label, um, here and, and I'm trying to kind of step back and just kind of (laughs) just, and and I should, you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, you don't want to have, you know, dad rock, uh, you know, uh, putting this stink on your, on your song. Yeah.
0: You're not too. Yeah. You are not cool. If you cannot be messing this up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's, um, but yeah, I think that that's
1: the thing I'm proudest of is just that we did show her that you can, I mean, no matter what it is, like no matter what it is, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be music, but I think it's like any, any sort of creative outlet that, that now more than ever, you have the, the tools and you have the, the resources to, Do it yourself and 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 you can always you know if you have something that you want to say something you want to make it 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 can be it can be and so um
0: and that's like the tool the tools are there yeah and and and, and i didn't feel like that when
1: i was her age i didn't feel like any of that was possible and it took like stumbling into the uh you know the sort of indie punk world to 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 find that out
0: yeah no, that's really, and that's cool because I think that especially people, I mean, now that this, you know, punk and hardcore scene has existed for 40 plus years, you're going to see this generational stuff happening to where people have to reckon with the idea of like, okay, you know, clearly music is important to me, but I can't like smother my child with it where they're just like, like, yeah. I cannot be into the same music that my parents are in. That's totally. what you do when you get older, yeah. you know, <laughs> you're like, yeah. Oh yeah. The yeah stuff yeah. they showed me. wasn't terrible. Like, Oh, I get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think we, we showed her enough, enough stuff and, 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 and enough variety. And, uh, you know, when she was really young to kind of lay, lay a good foundation and, uh, that's all we, that's all we can do. Cause you know, that's, it's. I mean, I I got my musical education just in the back seat of my mom's car, just listening to the to the radio, and it wasn't. You know, it was just whatever was on the radio, and, and so, um, you know, to give to give our daughter, you know, like all this, like, you know, a, a education in in you know, independent music is is pretty special.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I promise this is the last thing, but I'm sure uh, from a design perspective, removing all of the, you know, cool, uh, records that you've worked on, especially, you know, I have to mention the past and present, uh, LP that you designed for that. One of, one of the bands that I played in cover Texas is the reason in there. uh, It was just, it's just, anyways, I love that layout. It's so cool, but removing all the punk and hardcore stuff, what is the, what is your favorite thing that you have touched that's totally just like a wow this is weird whether it's like I know you did the uh you know Harry Potter reissues and stuff like that um you which could be recency bias and you can obviously say that that is your favorite thing that you yeah, worked yeah, on um, but um you know what's what's something that you're like man I can't believe I got to work on this You know I've been doing I've been working on Harry Potter and
1: you know and everything within that world for you know going on like 6 years now Right. I don't really know much. Like my, You're my like I don't know anything my, else. Yeah. Yeah. My professional career has been. It's either been actually, you know, the aside from Harry Potter, in which I've you know done tons of the, the recent lines of, of all the box sets and you know, home entertainment packaging and you know tons of stuff. But um, I could, a couple of years ago, I got to do the um, the same thing to this the Star Wars movies, and there was a line of all nine plus the two or, yeah, I was like, I think it was, or is it, is there three of the, of those sort of peripheral ones?
0: The, the, I mean, episodes one through six and then uh, depending, and then the three that uh, got attached to, you know, the relaunch of everything. That's right. right. That's right.
1: Yeah. But yeah. um, But yeah, I, I got the opportunity to, to do, Basically, do do like an overhaul on on um, a line look for re-releasing all of them on on, on like four K or whatever whatever the the latest right packaging <laughs> thing was and and that was that was actually really kind of fulfilling you know to go into Best Buy or Target and see 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 them all on the wall and that was that was pretty cool
0: yeah no that is cool especially too where the idea that you are given this um, and I know this sound so cold and calculating, but just like, you know, given this IP to kind of like play around with and, you know, do within the constraints of obviously what the project needs to be, but to just kind of be like, Oh, all right. Like I'm going to apply this lens of, you know, what I did with a, uh, you know, game faces for seven inch. And now I'm going <laughs> to totally. look at it like with a more professional, right. professional but, sheen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: and, and it's,
1: it's, it's difficult. Like working on a, on an IP or, or, or something that you really are close to. Like, and, 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 you know, you don't want to mess it up. And I, one sort of, you know, a near miss, uh, I got a chance to work on like my, I think it was probably by then, it was probably like the 10th anniversary of my favorite movie, Almost Famous. Mm-hmm. And we were doing, you know, like this really cool pack this new sort of box packaging thing. And I had all these ideas because I love the movie. And I, I, I just, I had, you know, every, you know, I just, I knew everything there was to know about it. And my team at work, they weren't necessarily literally, they're a little younger. They didn't really vibe with the movie, but this movie was means a big, great deal to me. And I worked so hard and I did so many different ideas. And I, we put together this presentation, you know, 85% of it was all my stuff. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm for sure. Going to get this because, and so we sent it to our client and of course they picked like one of the other designers picks <laughs> on it right? because it, because it was great because it was fantastic. But I feel like I was too close to the movie and maybe a lot of my stuff was too inside or, or whatever, but I just, but yeah, that was like, I, I it was definitely a nice learning experience for me, but it was, it was a bummer because I really loved that, that, that movie and it would have been great to be able to say that I, you know, I had something have something in their, in their universe. But um, yeah, anyway, that's,
0: yeah, no, that's really, uh, it's cool. And I mean, I appreciate you uh, sharing that experience because I I do think that there are sometimes where people can be too close to whatever it is, even if it's their own band stuff. And that's why you see people, you know, hiring out and working with other collaborators. Cause sometimes it just gets too sort of one notey and you're like, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. The, the, the hardest thing for me to work on is game face stuff. Cause I, like, I, I, I mean, I know it, I know it so much that, that I don't really trust my judgment in, in what it, yeah. you know, what it should look like. So, um, but I mean, I still do it, but it, but it, but it is the hardest thing for me to, it's the thing that takes the longest to sort of formulate in my in my head.
0: Right. Well, you're car- you're obviously carrying around a lot of baggage with that. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're like I know the entire history yeah. of the design for Game Face. So you totally. know this is where this goes. Yeah. Well, Jeff, thank you very much for hanging out. I appreciate you letting me uh, pick your brain and uh, jump around all these different random things. But thank you. Yeah.
1: Right on. Thank you
0: exciting stuff. Thank you very much, Jeff, for coming on the podcast. And again, shout out to Casey over at iodine records for making this conversation happen next week. I have in my mind and many other people's minds, a legend. Tim Barry from Avail. I am so excited about this because, uh, first of all, they just reissued uh, Satiate, which is a great LP of theirs that was out of print for quite some time. But uh, Tim, I mean, he does podcasts, he does interviews, but, you know, he has to kind of be in the right spot at the right place at the right time. And uh, sometimes it's difficult to wrangle him, but uh, I was able to make it happen. And Tim is such a pleasant conversation. So we got that next week. And like I said, later on this week, I will be publishing the very first episode of the under oath podcast that I executive produced. And I would love for you to check that out and then follow along that series on a separate podcast feed, which you will be able to find in all your favorite podcast players. But anyways, that's all until then. Please be safe, everybody.